0: All right, real quick, people, before we get into today's show, we've just released a new course, Periodization for Periods, all around how to train women around their monthly cycle, and we've got it on special. If you're interested, click the link in the show notes.
1: You are now listening to The Bootcamp Blueprint, the place where
2: personal trainers can learn how to grow their bootcamp and social media. Here's your host, Jono Petrohilos.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Bootcamp Blueprint, the place where personal trainers go to grow their business. I'm super excited this week because we have an absolute expert from the other side of the world. A little bit about this person. He's an online health coach who was actually chosen as Canada's top fitness professional in 2013, which is a pretty big deal. He's the founder of the Online Trainers Federation, where he now focuses on helping fitness professionals grow their brands and their businesses online online he's also a podcaster as well i love his podcast you can check that out at the online trainers federation so anyways without further ado let me introduce the one and only mr dave smith dave how are you
1: uh john i'm doing great man i'm super excited to be here with you guys
0: yes i'm super excited to have you on i know you're an absolute expert in the uh the field so happy to have you dave i like to start all my podcasts off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up?
1: Have you got one for us? Oh man, I've got tons. Um, One that I use all the time is you become the average of the five people you spend the most time Mm. with. I'm sure you've heard that before. Um, So important, not only for business, but I always think like business, health, like spiritually, socially, who am I hanging out with? And am I okay with becoming more like that person?
0: Yes. I love that on, on so many different fields, right? I, I first heard that in the fitness field and it sort of makes it's so easy in the fitness field because, and I was, I was faced with an exact situation. Actually, Dave, there was two, um, you know, two people that came into the gym, similar people. And I, I gave them similar programs. One of them got amazing results. One of them didn't. And you sort of look at it and you're like, well, hold on. It was a similar program, similar people, similar ages, similar everything. But then you look at the environments and one of the uh, one of the clients had a really supportive environment. Like it was it was a young girl at the time. Both her parents were really fit, really into gym. All her friends were, her sisters were. She just had that really healthy environment. And then the other girl on the other side was the complete opposite, right? The parents weren't into health and fitness. The friends weren't into health and fitness. So it's just a lot harder for them to be successful. I'm not saying you can't, obviously. But it's just so much easier if you have that support network. And what I've found as well, because this is, I, I love that point so much. I'm so glad you brought it up because I, I live every day in my life by that. Because what I found when I got into the business side of things is, well, hold up. None of my friends are super successful business people, entrepreneurs. So how can I get around these five people? And that's where I actually got into the love of podcasts because I found, okay, great. If I'm driving an hour every day, if I can get, these experts in my ear, it's like I'm hanging around with them. So I,
1: I love that. (laughs) (laughs) That, That's awesome. You know, and we're talking about personal trainers here and I'm not saying personal trainers aren't business people, but in general, personal trainers are trained in like science and physiology, stuff like that. And so hang around a bunch of other personal trainers at the gym who has that business acumen that's pushing you to that next level. And, you know, John, it's funny because my background, all my education is in business. I've got two business degrees. I, like, I have no exercise education, formal exercise education before I got certified as a personal trainer. And quite often, I'll have people say, like, Dave, if you did it again, wouldn't you go back and do a science degree? And I always say, no way, because in business school, I met all these super bright, successful entrepreneurs and business people, and they are the ones that forced me to take my business to the next level.
0: Yes. I I love that so much. Thank you for bringing that up, Dave. Now, Dave, I'd love to hear a little bit about you. Now, I gave a bit of a blurb in the intro there. We've got about half an hour. I'm happy for you to take as long as you like, go as slow as you like, start <laughs> wherever you want to start. Let us know about Dave Smith. And there's a few different ways we can do it. If you've got any tips along the way, you can knock out those tips there. Or you know, if we finish a few minutes early, we can knock out your tips there. But Yeah, just take your time, take as long as you like, start where you want to start. Let us know about Dave Smith.
1: Yeah, for sure, John. So like I said, my business or my background's all in business. So I went through school, got a business degree and came out and started working in corporate marketing. And, you know, it's funny because I've always been a health nut and my first job in marketing, I was working for the Hershey company. You guys have Hershey over there, right?
0: Uh, I'm not sure because I'm not a big chocolate fan, but we know what it is. Chocolates, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and yeah, totally. And so the brand that I was responsible for is called Twizzlers Licorice, this candy, candy product. And my whole day, like eight hours a day, I was sitting at my desk trying to convince customers to buy candy, which I totally disagreed with myself. And so I started thinking about, well, what am I actually passionate about? I'm passionate about fitness. And so I left that world and became a personal trainer. And, you know, I took the same road as many personal trainers, I started driving to people's homes and training them in their home gym or in their basement. And you know, John, I was thinking from a business perspective, this is a broken business model, because I can only get to so many people's houses in a day, I can only earn so much money. I'm sure you've thought this before. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to forget that business model, I went out and bought a piece of land, hired a construction company and built a gym. Like I went all in. I said, okay, I'm going to build this gym, filled it up with personal trainers, did all the marketing, got tons of uh, clients, members coming to it. And I thought, you know, this is going to be the pinnacle. Now I'm going to be able to earn all this money. I'm going to be able to work in the fitness industry. And I realized I owned that gym for two years. And in two years, I never took a single day off. I never took a single holiday. And there was sort of a breaking point. One day, my cleaning crew didn't come in to clean the facility. And there I am, the owner of the gym, 11 o'clock at night. I'm scrubbing toilets on my hands and knees. And I just thought, man, this isn't what I signed up for. And so the world has a funny way of working things out because within about two weeks of that incident happening, one of my competitors came to me and said, Dave, we're looking to expand and we want to buy your gym. And inside I was like, yeah, take it from me. And so we quickly worked at a negotiation. I sold my gym and instantly I was unemployed. I had a non-compete agreement, so I couldn't start another gym. I couldn't take my clients with me. And that was 10 years ago. So this year is my 10 year anniversary of becoming unemployed. And unemployed, I have this business background. I love fitness. This is 10 years ago, so in 2008, 2009, I started thinking, well, what can I do online? And I created a website and started selling some online programming. And back then, like no one was doing this stuff. And very quickly, I started to get some traction, and my business grew and grew and grew and grew, and turned into a, a very sizable business it's called MakeYourBodyWork.com. You can check it out; it's still around. And basically, over the last couple of years, I hired a team, and they kind of run that for me now. And so I had lots of time on my hands. And John, I just had so many personal trainers who were coming to me saying like, Dave, that's what I want to do. And so instead of teaching fitness, I now teach business to fitness professionals.
0: Wow. What a story. So many, so many good little bits there. Are you okay, Dave, if I just uh, summarize a few of the takeaways that I got out of that, that I think that anyone listening to this, whatever stage they're at, could get something out of it. Is that cool (laughs) with you?
1: Yeah, of course. Go for it.
0: Awesome. The first one I loved was just the whole congruent side of things where when Dave started before he was in the fitness industry he was selling chocolates or candies or whatever it was and I'm guessing you sucked at it right And he's a good business person. <laughs> he's a good business person but he probably sucked at it because he's not congruent with it right And I think that's important with the fitness industry as well. It's important to sell what's congruent with what you do. And hey, that may be online. Hey, it may be in person. Hey, it may be group stuff. Hey, it may be strength stuff. Hey, it may be Zumba, whatever it may be. The more congruent it is with what you believe, the better you are, the better you're going to be at it and the better you're going to be at selling it. So I think that's an important message out there. It's not just about chasing the dollars and being, okay, what's going to make me the most money? It's, hey, what's, what's congruent with what I believe? Because I believe that's what's going to make you the most money. So I love that point of it there. I love also the when you started on the mobile side of things and you worked out pretty quick, hey, this is a, a broken model because it is, right? There's only so many hours in a day and there's only so much you can charge and there's only so much times you can increase your your rates as well. So it is quite a, a difficult model to be successful at. And I think a lot of trainers get stuck in that model. And I'm not sure if it's because it's comfortable or it's because that's the only way, but it is quite a hard grind and you're, you're capped, you know, and sa- similar story with myself. And that's why I got into the bootcamp side of things. Because when I did the math, I was like, at the time, it was about the same bootcamp was 50 bucks a week. And a one on one PT session was about fifty bucks for a forty-five minute session. And I was like, all right, uh, either way I'm getting every new client is fifty bucks, right? But if it's a boot camp client, great, it's fifty bucks. I don't have to work anymore. They just joined the boot camp that's already going. But if it's a PT client, yeah, it's fifty bucks, but now I gotta work another forty five minutes. So that's the 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 down point to that PT model is the only way to make more money is essentially to work more and there's only so many hours in a day. So I I love that there. I love how you then went into the gym side of things and you learned the the leverage side of things there. But I also like where it was, you know, hold on, here I am the owner of the business, but there's not that much of a balance there. I can't take a day off. I can't take a holiday. I've got to be doing cleaning the toilets. So how can I find a smarter way? So I love that there. And I'm guessing that's where we're going to, transition to here is that the best place to start so now you've started this online fitness business whenever it was in these um these years ago or 10 years ago you've started this online business there let us know what was it like starting and can you give any tips for trainers that are maybe in that similar boat where they're like you know what i'm ready to start online what do i do where do i start
1: Uh, Is
0: it, it, do I just do what I'm doing in one-on-one PT? Is it different to that? What what can you share there?
1: Like, I love that question. So I'm going to tell you about my online business, my first business model. It was a subscription service. And so people would sign up and they become a member of this membership site. And then inside that membership site, they would get new workouts every single week. And these were home workouts. So I literally, Jono, I'd set up a camera and film myself doing a new workout every three days and upload it to the membership site. And back then, again, think 10 years ago, this was a novel idea. And so the first year or two, I was getting a lot of traction and my business was really growing. And then something changed that completely put me out of business. It was the rise of YouTube. Mm -hmm. YouTube just became so popular. And all these personal trainers started putting all this content on YouTube. And instantly, what I was charging people for was completely available for free. And so I had to do a pivot. And this is super important because... Back then, all I was delivering was a product. It was just a mm. workout. Now, I and all the coaches that I work with, we deliver coaching. Mm. And there's a huge difference. A lot of personal trainers that I talk to when they want to go online, they'll, you know, they'll get an app that allows them to create workouts for clients and they'll have like a meal planning software and they'll say, Dave, I'm ready to go. And they think that personal training online or coaching online is just sending out a workout and sending out a meal plan. It is so much more than that because all of that stuff, it's available already online.
0: Yes, agree. You can, I, I did a search the other day. I searched on YouTube for like booty workouts and there were like 3 billion hits or something. So, you know, <laughs> if you're going to put out a, if, if your online program is just booty workouts, er, there's 3 billion of them for free on, on YouTube and recipes the same, you know, jump on Google and type in clean eating recipes or meal guide and, you know, it's probably the most searched thing, right? It's probably the biggest free giveaway there. And here's the thing, right? Half of them may not be that good, but the consumer doesn't know that anyway. So, it's, it's hard to justify that value. So, I, I like that, that coaching side of things. So, run us through that a bit more, Dave. What do you mean by coaching?
1: Yeah. So, getting over that mindset, like thinking that we're not providing workouts, we're not providing nutrition, we're providing adherence mm. or compliance. And so, you think about exactly what you said, John. Anyone can search and find a plan that's probably perfect for them if they search hard enough but they won't comply to it. They didn't do it in the past, so they're not all of a sudden magically going to do it just because they have this workout in their hand now. And so as a coach, my job and anyone who's an online coach is to figure out a system or some sort of structure that allows a client to do something that they want to do but previously haven't been able to do. And so again, as an online coach, the beauty of online coaching is once I've created these structures and I have a bunch of different structures for different types of clients, now I can plug someone into that structure And I know they're going to be successful. So if you want, I can get into, there's kind of four types of structures that I think are basically super helpful in all my programs and all my clients run through these four structures. You want me to share?
0: I would love that. I was, I'm thinking in my head, how can I get these ideas out of him without stealing his IP? (laughs) But you uh, you volunteered. So yes, me and I'm sure all my listeners would love to hear this.
1: You know, and this works for in-person coaching as well as online coaching. So the four structures, they're actually called the four tendencies. And basically the four tendencies are the ways that we relate to expectations. And so I'll, I'll describe these in Jono, then I want you to tell me which of the four tendencies you are. So the that. first te- first tendency is something called an obliger. And an obliger really wants to make people happy. And so they respond very well to external expectations. If mm-hmm. someone wants them to do something, they will do it. But an obliger is very weak when it comes to their own internal expectations. So even if they want to do something that's not going to keep them motivated for very long. They need someone else to have an expectation on them. Mm. That's number one, obliger. Number two is an upholder. An upholder responds very well to external expectations as well as internal expectations, which sounds great. They just want to make everyone happy. The only problem is if someone on the outside expects something from them and they expect something different, there's a clash. And they internally need to figure out which of those expectations are more powerful or more important. And we can talk afterwards about how to coach each of these people because it's so powerful. Once you understand which of these tendencies your clients are going through or are naturally um, like inclinated towards, it's so easy to coach them. So we've got an obliger, we've got an upholder. The next is a questioner. And a questioner really resists external expectations. But when they hold something to be true or they expect something of themselves, then they're going to do it. They will do definitely make it happen only when they believe it's important. And then the last type of client, this is the hardest client to work with. They're called a rebel. A rebel is all about being unique and therefore they resist external expectations and they also resist their own internal expectations. They like free spirit. They don't like anything holding them down. So John, when I go through those, can you think like, does any of those resonate with you?
0: With me personally? Yeah, I know exactly which one of those I am. (laughs) <laughs> Which one? I'm the questioner for sure. Mm. So I, um, yeah, questioner, definitely not a rebel, definitely not the obliger. Um, yeah, questioner with maybe a, a smidgen of upholder. But, yeah, I think you. if you were going to write a program for me or motivate me, I think you've got to put it in that questioner. Like I'm not going to, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I've got to believe it myself and if I believe it, I'll do whatever it takes to make it work.
1: Well, that's the beautiful thing is everyone falls primarily into one of these categories. So for an obliger, they're a coach's dream because an obliger, if you give them a program and say, John, oh, I need you to get this done and I'm going to check in with you on Thursday and it better be done, an obliger is going to want to please you and they'll do it. Now, an upholder, you could give them that same program and as long as it's something that they believe to be true, they will do it. But I'll give you an example. Some upholders, imagine an upholder was a former runner. And they came to you and said they wanted to lose weight and you prescribed them a program that was resistance training. And in their head, in their mind, in their heart, they believe that exercise is running. And so they have this conflict. You might have, have to work with them to get through that and understand that you know exercise isn't just running, it could be resistance training. And once they believe that and there's no more conflict, then they'll do it. A questioner, you can give them a program, but if you don't satisfy their need for all the information, they're not gonna do it. So mm. a questioner They're actually pretty easy to work with. All you need to do is provide like the science behind it, provide them with case studies, show them why this is perfect for them. And once they absorb that information, like you said, and believe that they're going to run with it. The final one, the rebel, like I said, they're the hardest one to work with. It's really important that you allow the rebel that uniqueness or that freedom. And so it's a lot about conversations and talking about what is their goal that they want to achieve and how can they do it in a unique way? So the worst thing that you could do is take a cookie cutter program and give it to Rebel and say, you must do this. There's almost no chance they're going to follow. And so I know I went through that really, really quickly, but you understand that out of those four categories, once you understand which of those four categories your client fits into, it's so easily to coach them very powerfully and almost guarantee them results.
0: Wow. That's so such a good word. You know, if you guarantee results, I'm sure you've picked up every single trainer's uh, ears there. Because they're like, man, if I can guarantee results, that's going to make me happy and I'm going to be better at what I do and I'll have happier clients and I'll get more clients and I'll be a better salesperson and my retention will be better. So I I love that there. Let's talk a little bit about how do we then implement that? Because now we're talking completely different, right? There could be a, a trainer listening to this. They're like, oh man, I wanted to go online, but I've just got a few workout programs and a few meal plans. Now I've got to move into this coaching side of things and get these different personalities. How do we, what do we do, right? How do we, how do we start helping someone with these systems here? What would be step number one, would you say?
1: Yeah, great question. So I'm all about systems. And if you're going to go online, anyone listening to this, you got to have your system set up. And so, as part of my system, we go through a quiz. So there's a four tendencies quiz. And John, I'll give you the link and you can put that in your show notes so yeah. you know the listeners can grab that. In my intake process, one of the first activities we do is that quiz. So I walk my clients through that. It's all online. I actually don't have to do anything. I get the results sent over to me. And instantly, I know how to coach them. Mm. So if they come out as their, as an obliger, I know they just need a very clear expectation and they're going to please me. And so there's a series of steps then that I'll do to work with an obliger. So it's all about systems. And I just encourage everyone who's listening if you think this sounds overwhelming, it's very similar to the way that you coach, probably naturally. But instead of the emphasis being on exercise, it's on psychology. So personal trainers are generally very empathetic. They're generally good listeners. They're generally good teachers. But instead of focusing on teaching exercise and technique and all that stuff that we love teaching in the gym, it's teaching. Behavior change, how to focus on new habits, new paths or new strategies to make those little tweaks that otherwise someone couldn't make. So, same sort of skill set, just different focus.
0: Yes, love it. All right. Well, hey, my next question from there, Dave, is how do we learn these things? Did you, or how did you learn them? Was it through reading? Was it through practice? Was it through seminars? If if someone's listening to this and they're like, "Man, I I love it," and okay, you know, he's right. It's just about coaching, but how do I get better at this sort of thing? What, what would you recommend there?
1: <laughs> well, me personally, I love learning. So I did um, a lot of, in my education, so I did a business, was my major in, in university, but I also did a minor in psychology. So I've always been fascinated in that side, like how does the brain work and how does it get us to do things that we do or don't want to do? So I got a lot of formal education. That I also got certified as a life coach. Mm. And I hate that term life coach because anyone can call themselves a life coach. But really, just thinking about and learning how to ask the right questions is so important. So you think about in online coaching, it's all about getting a client to say things that, that's going on inside, but they've never said before. And when you not ask the right questions, it's so easy to drill down into. this. So I'll give you an example. Say you, were, you came to me and you said, you know, I want some coaching. I want some help. You know, I want to lose weight. That's a very common one we would talk about, well, we want to get down to the why. And everyone knows this. You want to figure out someone's why. What's the real motivation? And asking someone, well, why do you want to lose weight? They might not actually know. And so I like that advice. Yeah, I get down to their why. But how do you get there? And so I ask you, well, why do you want to lose weight? And John, you might say, well, you know, I want to feel more comfortable when I go out in public or go out and socialize or whatever. And many coaches or many trainers will leave it at that. And I think there's some follow-up questions that are really important to ask to get down to the real root. And so the easiest, the most powerful question is, what else? Mm. Instead of asking why, it's what else? And so if someone were to say, I want to lose weight because, you know, I want to feel more comfortable when I go out in public and socialize. If I say, you know, John, that's awesome, what else? And pause and just let you think. There's going to be something else that comes out. And then I'll use a different variation. You'll tell me, well, you know, I'm worried that my wife doesn't find me as attractive as the guy she married 10 years ago. You know, John, I can totally see that. Like I worked with a lot of clients like that. What else? And so just learning how to ask questions and learning how to stop talking and listen, geez, it goes so far in the power that we have as a coach.
0: Oh, yes. agree with that. So and am I right in saying this is what you teach now as well, Dave? You now teach other professionals how to do this exact thing?
1: Yeah, 100%. So over the last couple of years, like I said, my focus is now helping personal trainers or fitness pro- professionals build up their online coaching skills, and then allow, use that to actually build profitable, scalable businesses, just like I've done over the last 10 years.
0: Love that. Well, hey, I'm going to give this a little bit of a plug now, right? Because I'm sure there's a whole heap of people listening being like, this is really good stuff. Like, I could spend years trying to learn this, or I could just learn it off someone who's already learned it myself and summarized it for trainers. So am I right in saying the the best ways to sort of see what you do there, Dave? You've got a Facebook group where you talk about this stuff all day, every day?
1: Yeah, 100%. If people go to onlinetrainersfederation.com slash Facebook, you can request to join the Facebook group. And it's filled with myself and other online coaches and aspiring online coaches who are improving our skills as coaches, but also improving our skills as business people. And that's the goal is everyone in that group, their intention is to grow a profitable, scalable online business.
0: Love it. And I believe you've also got a certification as well, Dave where you've can, you got a course and a trainer would do that course. They're a certified coach. I believe it's certified all over the world and coming to Australia as well very soon, I believe.
1: It is, it is. Yeah, again, if someone wants to check that out, Jono, for your audience, I made you a special link. You can go to onlinetrainersfederation.com slash Jono and that'll take them over there. And basically what you're going to see is I show you my entire process and I give it to you. So I actually show you my intake process I show you all the quizzes, all the tools that I use, all the strategies that I use for coaching those four tendencies. I honestly, I outline it completely front to end so that someone can take that and implement it as their own.
0: Love that. And I'm just for the listeners there, they probably know anyway, I'm a huge fan of coaching myself. Also huge Tony Robbins fan. I'm actually going to do one of his health and wealth seminars in Fiji next week depending on when this comes out, I've probably already been there a few weeks ago. Um, But one thing that I've learned from Tony is he always learns from the expert. So his whole philosophy is like, there's people out there that have spent 30 years mastering one task, and they can teach you that one task in 30 days, right? Mm -hmm. Why do the 30 years of dedicating your life to that thing, if someone can teach you that in 30 days... And then you move on to the next task. You hire someone else who's mastered that. Now you look pretty young. I don't even know if you're thirty years old, but I know you mentioned earlier you've been <laughs> doing this for you've been doing this for at least ten years. So that's my take there. Hey, you could go out and learn the online systems on your own, but it's probably going to take you ten years, and you may may not get to the level where Dave's at now. Or you could do one of Dave's program and probably learn it. I don't know how long your program is, whether it's ten days or ten weeks or ten months, but I know it's a lot sooner than than ten years. So I'd. Definitely recommend checking that out. Just a few questions on now the business side of things, Dave. So we've got a bit of an idea. We know the differences between like what a one-on-one personal trainer is more about the programs, the exercise. Now we're more into a coach and we know there's the different styles and we want to have those systems in place so that we can help those different styles of people. What about the, the business side of things? I mean, what are we charging? How long are we working with people for? What
1: do they get? Right, let me
0: through a, a basic of that sort of stuff
1: hmm Yeah, when I start working with a coach, we always build out a value ladder. And you're probably familiar with the term value ladder. Everyone listening, just picture a ladder. And each rung on that ladder is a new step of program that's usually higher in price, but higher in value. And so the model that I run with is my lowest tier, my lowest rung is $100. I'm speaking in US dollars, 100 US dollars per month. And it's a completely automated program. So I can literally have thousands of clients. I work only with women, thousands of women in that program Then moving up that value ladder, if anyone wants any customization, we typically charge somewhere around $300 per month, and that would get them some sort of like customized workout. To be honest, once you work with enough clients, you have such a database of different workouts and coaching models, you don't have to create too much new stuff. The top end for most of the coaches that I work with, we're charging between $500 and $1,000 per month. And then that's where you actually get into some personalized coaching. You have coaching calls maybe group coaching calls, have people in private Facebook groups, do text messaging and stuff like that. And I know some people might say a thousand bucks a month, like who's ever going to pay that? Listen, when you learn how to coach mm. and you help someone do something that they thought was impossible, they will pay you anything that you ask. You just need to know how to coach.
0: Yes, agree 100%. I, I've never done that on a fitness side of things, but I've hired coaches for other things and have paid them that and more like business coaches. The latest coach was actually a comedy coach, believe it or not. I hired a comedian from Las Vegas because I saw the power of uh, humor online. I'm like, man, there's so many people jumping online. What have I got to do to be different? And I'm like, well, hey, maybe if I can make my videos a little bit funnier, maybe more people will watch them and it's going to help with engagement and then they'll like me more and then they'll trust me more and then they'll buy more of my stuff. So I actually paid a comedian $1,000 a month to help me coach comedy, right? And I think, I'm not going to say one's more important than the other, but generally speaking, I think more people would value their health more than the, to be funnier, right? So there's people <laughs> there's people like me that are going to pay $1,000 a month for a comedian. There's people out there that are also going to pay that for their health and fitness as well. When it's done like that, when it's a whole coaching side of things and not just a program like they even still, some people may pay a thousand bucks a week for an exercise program. I'm not gonna say they won't, but I think more people will be more likely if there's the coaching behind it as well because you're essentially changing their lives.
1: hundred percent, we're selling results. We're not selling you probably heard this. we don't sell features, we sell benefits and results. So we're not selling how many workouts they're getting, we're not selling how many meals you know meals or meal plans we're giving them. We're selling that they're at point A right now where they're dissatisfied, they're unhappy with their life. And we're going to give them the structure so they can get to point B where they love their life and they're in the place they always dreamed of being. And that's powerful. And that's so sellable.
0: Yeah, 100%. And if you break it down like that, it's not, hey, it's 50 bucks a week and you get all these workouts and meal plans. Hey, it's a thousand bucks for three months or whatever it is. And we're going to get you from here to here. Is getting there worth, would you pay $3,000 if we can get you to there? Yes or no?
1: hundred percent. You know, last year I hired a business coach and I paid him, uh, just over $30,000, which sounds like a lot of money, right? $30,000. That was a lot of money for me. But when he says, Dave, in the end, at the end of 12 months, 12 month program, we're going to at least double your business at least. And he was so confident. And when he tells me that I do the quick calculation. I'm like, this is a no brainer. But if he had said, you know, it's $30,000 and I'm going to meet with you once a week. Jeez. I don't care if you meet with me once <laughs> a week. I just want to double my business. <laughs>
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I guess, and let's let's yeah. Okay, cool. This is a good one to move across to business now for the trainers as well. So, also huge fan of investing in myself. Similar story with me. When i um, the first sort of big coaching investment I made was about I think it's about twenty five thousand dollars. Same sort of thing. It was a, a sales coach, and he was like, "Look, Jono, what's your goal?" I'm like, "Hey, my goal is I want to make a million dollars a year." And he sort of got me with, "Well, hold on, you know, if you want to make a million dollars a year, and you're scared to invest twenty five thousand dollars." Hey, Sorry to tell you, you're never going to freaking get there because it if you your, your mindset just isn't on that side of things. There, so if you're listening to this as a listener and there's a program that you want to invest in in that side of things, that's the way I would look at it. I wouldn't look at it like, hey, five thousand dollars is a lot of money, or five hundred dollars is a lot of money, or ten thousand, whatever it is. Look at it like, hey, if I invest in this, how much will I get back? And if my goal is to get that back, right? If my and because it's all got to be congruent, but it's like, hey, let's use whatever, let's even use bootcamp as an example because that's my background. Let's say, for example, you're like, hey, you know, I want to grow my bootcamp. I'm currently making... $1,000 a week on bootcamp, I really want to up it and make $2,000 a week. To do that, I need 40 clients. At the moment now, I've only got 20 clients, right? My goal is I want to get 40 clients so I can have that higher income, so I can do this, 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 and this. Well, hey, if there's a course that's $5,000 and it can help you do that, there's two ways you can look at it. You can be like, oh, $5,000, that's a lot of money. I don't have that money. Or you can look at it where it's like, hold on, if I pay $5,000 for that course and that shows me how to do it, within five weeks, it's paid for itself. So it's a... And then I use that knowledge for the rest of my life. So I I love that there. But hey, Dave, we're actually coming to the end of the podcast here. I'm about to speak to one of your friends, Nicole Spencer, as as you know. So just a couple questions I like to finish all my podcasts off with. Now, you're obviously a mentor to thousands of people out there, trainers, people that want to get fit. My question is, do you have any mentors at the moment, Dave, or who's been your biggest mentor over the years or mentors?
1: Good question. And to be honest, like this is perfect full circle. We started talking to the show about the five people that we surround ourselves with. And so I always have a mentor in different regards. And so actually, the mentor that I have right now, I'm just about to get married, Jono, this, this summer. Oh, and so congratulations. I, the mentor that I'm working with is actually a marriage mentor, someone yeah. who's been happily married for over 30 years. And so we meet on a weekly basis, and that's what I'm learning. I want to learn the skills of being an awesome husband. But yeah, I go through, just like you talked about business coaches, I still hire fitness coaches for myself, Mm. even though I've been a personal trainer for 18 years. So yeah, completely on board with you. Always, always, always who's done it, who's doing it better than you and how can they help you do it faster?
0: Yes, love that there. Next finishing question is books or podcasts. I know there's a really good podcast that you like, the Online Trainers Federation. That's obviously number one, and everyone should download and, and listen to that. But if you could recommend uh, either a book or a podcast that you recommend my listeners should read, what would you say?
1: Oh, good question. Um, I'm gonna, this is a throwback, so I'm going to go to, you've probably heard of Smart Passive Income. Oh, yes, Pat Flynn. Pat Flynn, yeah, he was one of the inspirations that actually got me to start my online business. So if anyone is looking for a podcast, definitely go check that one out. It's, a, it's amazing. In terms of like online business stuff, Russell Brunson, so the guy who founded ClickFunnels, his books are so good and so inspiring. So dot-com secrets and expert secrets. If you Google search those, you can get a copy of those. I think he does free plus shipping Has a free plus shipping offer. Check those out. Um, they're game changers in terms of like just seeing what's actually possible online.
0: Yes. Love all of those. Well, um, hey Dave, that's pretty much all we've got time for today. Is there anything I missed out? Is there anything I should have asked you but didn't, or anything you want to get off your chest before I leave you to it?
1: Honestly, I just want to encourage your audience, like whether it's online business or in person business, to think bigger. You know, I get on calls every single day with personal trainers who want to grow online businesses this happened to me today and i asked this personal trainer like what's your goal and he was over in the in europe somewhere and he's talking euros he says like if i could just earn three thousand euros and i'm not diminishing that saying like that's not a good goal but think bigger and then who do you need to surround yourself with in order to get there
0: yes love that all right well hey dave thank you very much for your time i've got to leave you to it but we'll uh we'll chat soon
1: uh, my pleasure is awesome being here, Jonathan.
0: If you liked the show, share it with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, and leave us a five star review. For show notes and free training on how to grow your boot camp, visit www.fitnesseducationonline.com.au.
2: Are you a fitness professional looking to provide your clients with personalised meal plans? Check out Mealsy, the ultimate solution for creating custom meal plans in just a few simple clicks. With Mealsy, you can say goodbye to countless hours spent on meal planning. Our Australian meal planning web app is designed to save you time and effort